You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated General Grabber ATX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What's up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Friday, October 20th. Great, great podcast to take you into the weekend. We have an outstanding interview with Teddy Covers. If you've been in the gambling space or you read about it or you follow it online, you know this guy. He's a longtime Vegas fixture, breaking down week Holy hell, is this week seven? Yes, week seven already in the NFL. Uh, nine minutes worth of best bets at the end of the podcast. Um, but first, we've got to tackle Thursday Night Football. I cannot believe the New Orleans Saints end up on the losing side. 31-24. So much for primetime unders, huh? Primetime unders were 14-6 and six this year, and we got an explosion of points, just an orgy of points, and the Jags hold on. Hold on. Yes, they do um, for an ugly win. Uh, New Orleans... I think New Orleans comes out of this the bigger story. Like the Jags with Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence are good. So much for uh, knee not good, um, concerns, bulky brace, didn't matter. Trevor Lawrence ran well, passed well, moved in the pocket. Uh, a good performance from Trevor Lawrence. Uh, my guy, Travis Etienne, helping me in fantasy. I do believe, though, this is more about the New Orleans Saints. Now, everybody is going to spend, well, spent last night and all of Friday today just hammering Derek Carr, okay? He wasn't great. The pick six, trying to force it into a, a tight window there, tipped and then run back by the uh, linebacker or safety, whoever whoever that was. Um, listen, it's not going to be popular. I, I'm going to defend the Saints for a second. Yes, that's an a, an ugly, bad loss for New Orleans. Um, the end of the game uh, scenario, like it's like third and 10, Foster Moreau drops a touchdown, literally dropped the game-tying touchdown pass in the end zone. I mean, he dropped it. And then they don't call a timeout. And then they just throw like a fade to Olave. And it was a terrible underthrow by Carr. It's like, whoa, whoa, what is, A, what's the rush? Uh, what are we doing? And B, like, guys, can we dial up some creativity in the red zone? They were abysmal in the red zone. I mean, folks, uh, listen, this is going to sound crazy. They rang up over 300 yards of offense. Derek Carr threw the ball 55 times, which is, listen, anytime your quarterback throws the ball 55 times, 
probably losing the game. It's, it's a sign of weakness that you can't run the football. All you can do is throw. Uh, the offensive line is banged up, but that's no excuse. In the red zone, Saints, two for five. Jacksonville, two for two. Two for five in the red zone. That just that doesn't cut it on any level. We've seen red zone ineptitude be a major issue, especially last week. But here's where I'll defend the Saints. As long as they can have some sort of come-to-Jesus moment with their offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, who's treating the Saints team like Drew Brees is the quarterback, and everything is like, quick, right over the middle. Let's get the ball out quickly. Right, Everything's in the middle of the field. Everything. I mean, the defense knows what's coming. I can sit on my couch and see what's coming. It's ugly. So as long as they can get things right with Pete Carmichael, hey, bro, we need to open up the playbook. We are extremely predictable. This is why the Saints still have a shot at the division and the playoffs, okay? And it's one reason. It's the schedule. Folks, this schedule is the easiest left in football. Here is who they are playing in the next three weeks, okay? Two losses in a row. They've lost four or five since the 2-0 start. Next up, at Gardner Minshew and the Colts. After that, versus... Maybe the kid Badgett and the Bears. I don't know if Justin Fields is going to be back. Reportedly, he can't grip a football. After that, at Kirk Cousins in Minnesota. No Justin Jefferson in that one. So, like, they could win those games. Why couldn't they? Uh, and then they get the bye, and then it's Atlanta, Desmond Ritter, Detroit, which is really the toughest game left on their schedule, and they get him at home. Uh, Bryce Young, Daniel Jones, Matt Stafford could be a tough one. We'll see what the state of football the Rams are in at that point, if, if Stafford's still upright. At Tampa versus Atlanta. Folks, who's the best team left on their schedule outside of Detroit? I'm not even kidding. I know they look ugly. They can't move the football. Unimaginative. 55 passes and Olave barely did anything. I mean, it's Alvin Kamara is going to set records for running back receptions and then minuscule amount of yards. I think at one point, he had 10 catches for 75 yards. He ended up, Kamara did, with a whopping... 12 catches for 91 yards. They had one explosive play all game long, and it was a dump off to Alvin Kamara for 21 yards. That doesn't work in the NFL. Now, you can tell me that the offensive line needs to get healthy and they need to give car time. That's fine. Okay? Um, can we get Olave in some more motion? He's fast. Can we get Rashid Shahid in some motion? Like, these guys can get separation the way the Dolphins do. Um, it's just a lack of creativity. I'm not selling the Saints. Everybody's going to hammer him. Carr's rightfully getting battered. But remember, he had that issue last week with Carmichael. Had to apologize for it. I think at some point, Carmichael is going to have to step up and own it and be like, hey, you know, maybe I'm not the guy. Because he has been awful. And there were reports that he wasn't that keen on returning to the Saints in the offseason. So let's see what happens at offensive coordinator. But Dennis Allen better write the ship because right now, three and four, it ain't pretty, Rob. Yeah, it's not looking pretty at all. And it hurts my heart for two reasons. One of them, I picked them to win the division before the season. I even almost picked them to make a run of the number one seed, if you recall. And I'm no, something of play. a I'm something of a Derek Carr defender, you know, going mm -hmm. back to the Raiders. I think he got a bad rap. I think that he's had a lot of changeover. And most guys in his position, when they have that many different coaches and that many different offensive coordinators, usually wash out of the NFL by like year four or five. So you know, me personally, it kind of hurts, but I'm glad you brought up the motion thing because we didn't even talk about this, but I had this note written down before we started recording. Coming into uh, Thursday Night Football, the New Orleans Saints were 29th in the NFL in snap motion offense. Ooh. Smack dab in between the Carolina Panthers Ooh. and my Las Vegas Raiders. Neither one oh. of those teams known for offense, right? 
And then as it relates to actual, you know, um, motion before the snap, just moving guys around, shifting things of that sort. There are only two teams in the NFL who use motion on less than 30% of their snaps. The New Orleans Saints being one, the Philadelphia Eagles being the other. Huh. And the difference, obviously, between those two teams is that the Eagles can run the ball down your throat. It doesn't yes. matter if they run in motion. The Saints don't have that luxury, right? The offensive line isn't any good. Alvin Kamara, I know he had a lot of catches. but doesn't look very explosive. I'm, I'm really worried about this team because mm. it, it feels to me like they are going to implode here in a week or two. The vibes, I know this is not, you know, real analytical, but the vibes are bad in New Orleans. There were so many yeah, times they booze. cut to the sidelines. Derek Carr's yelling at Chris Olave. Derek Carr's getting into it with the offensive coordinator, Carmichael. And then you start to see, even when guys are not yelling, when they show the sidelines of what's going on between plays, you're starting to see splits in faction on the offensive players. You're seeing Derek Carr, Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Foster Moreau, who dropped the game time touchdown. We're not going to talk about it. Former those Raider. Guys are in, yeah, former Raider. You're going to see those guys in one huddle. And you see Olave and Shahid and some other guys in the other huddle. Like they're they're crumbling before our eyes. And if they weren't able to steal that win last night, that would have been huge for them. Since they didn't, and the way that they lost, I'm really worried that things are going to combust in New Orleans here pretty soon. Hey, let me tell you this, Rob. If uh, if I told you that Trevor Lawrence would have one touchdown pass, Calvin Ridley would have one catch for five yards. Saints are probably winning that game, no? One catch for five yards. I think that a lot of that. Now, I don't have the exact matchups yet, but I believe Marshawn Lattimore spent a lot of the evening shadowing Calvin Ridley. He did nothing. So they bottle up Ridley. ETN only had 53 yards rushing. Like, the Saints defense did a fairly decent job after the opening drive. And I'm like, how did they not win this game? Something's missing here, Rob. It just something feels off with the Saints. I think they'll fix it. It's still early. I mean, I hope so for the sake of my guy. Because look, look, if you just look ahead, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves because like you said, their schedule lightens up in a big way. So they should hopefully be able to get back on track. Entering next season though, they're already $88 million above the salary cap in 2024. Wow. With only 48 players under contract. And for anybody who's already saying, hey, we got to cut Derek Carr. We got to trade Derek Carr. He's not the guy. Obviously they overpaid him realistically, similar to the Russell Wilson situation, unless you're going to take like a $70 million cat pit bath, they don't have a real out until after the 2025 season. Mm. So just make yourselves very comfortable, New Orleans. Yeah. All right. Well, without further ado, let's get to our guest. He is a gambling maven in Vegas. Teddy Covers. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their hand cook, test results, and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. 
Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. For instance, I would take a close, close look at a big favorite this week, the Seattle Seahawks. This is a mismatch against an Arizona secondary that's horrendous. Seattle should have Metcalf and Lockett running wild. I think Arizona's running out of gas. They are outscored more than anyone else in the fourth quarter. They're getting obliterated in second halves. I think Seattle rolls them. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire. You know him, one of Vegas's finest gamblers. Teddy Covers is the nickname. Teddy, how are you, man? I'm doing great. How are you today? Uh, you know, listen, I irrationally like this weekend's NFL games. Uh, five and oh, two weeks ago, two and three last week. But I look at the card this week. Teddy, I, I, I don't know. It feels like a good one. Um, I don't know. What's your overarching theme? Here we are, what, six weeks into the season? So we're talking about overarching theme. 
It's the same any week of the season. It doesn't matter. What team is undervalued in the betting marketplace? What team is overvalued in the betting marketplace? Yep. And that's the concept I'm looking for. So when you have a team that's playing, you know, A-plus football every week, like let's say San Francisco was doing last week, or Philadelphia was doing last week, that doesn't happen every week all season long. So we do expect some variance, some randomness sometimes, some upsets to happen. But the bottom line right now is that we're still feeling out which are the best teams, which are the worst teams, who can we make the most money betting on, who can we make the most money betting against. And frankly, when you talk about the first six weeks of the season, that sets the stage. That's the, you know, that's the sizzle. Right, here's the stake coming up. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, it does feel like scoring is down. Some of the numbers are, are crazy. Uh, last week is, was a record-setting week for unders. Uh, there's a lot of complaints about offensive line injuries, offensive line play, a lot of bad quarterbacks. It feels like the upper crust of the league, we know that there's four or five, maybe six good teams, and then the middle class is like 18 teams, and there's the bottom feeders, the Drek. Um I, I am curious. You said you know San Francisco and Philly lost last week. To me... That often is a bat signal to that they're going to be undervalued in the market because the the common gambler out there is going to say, "Ooh, Eagles, eh, I don't I don't like it. Niners, oh I don't know injuries," and they just happen to be both playing teams that covered last week. So maybe there is value on the Niners and Eagles. I'm looking at taking them in the circle. I've already bet them personally. Do you either of those games do anything for you? So let me talk conceptually first, because. Going into last week, we're talking about San Fran was certainly the highest power-rated team in the NFL. Uh, my numbers had him a field goal better than the number two team. And Philadelphia was certainly in the top five. I don't remember exactly where I had him, a couple points behind yeah. San Fran. But two teams that were power-rated at the very top of the league. One loss doesn't change that. Two losses don't change that. It would take an extended streak of losing for either of those teams to have, quote-unquote, value, you know, week in, week out. Moving forward, you said something else, and again, it's my job, Jace. I hope you don't mind. I'm going to push back on stuff. No, no, what please I do. do. That makes you it know. way better. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're like, well, the public, the public, the public has zero influence on any NFL line, any line in any sport. Lines are not designed to beat the public. Lines are designed to beat sharp betters, the wise guys, the guys who are betting a hundred grand, not twenty bucks. So every line for every game, point spread, total, first half, they could. The books, I'm not going to say they don't care, because obviously you have a bad week and then the books are on, on all these shows whining <laughs> about how they had a bad week. But the books don't care about the public. When all said and done, at the end of the year, the book's going to make a profit from the public. No, that's and the public, all, yeah. in terms of their influence on the point yeah. spread, minimal. Maybe on a Monday night game where the best team that everyone wants to bet on is playing the worst team that no one wants to bet on, yeah. maybe the public interest is worth a half point in that instance. But honestly... Lines are the public has nothing to do with it. It's all about sharp money, the biggest betters, and the books protecting themselves from the biggest betters in the world. Yeah, we've had guys come on here, geez, uh, this week, last week, I mean, all season, saying, like, you know, it's interesting. Uh, the public is 85% on this team, depending on what number. Um, I'm going to go the other way, and, you know, the 80 20 rule. Everybody has their own theory. But when, when I mentioned like San Fran, um, I, I think their line is six and a half, is it, or is it up to seven? I haven't seen the the very latest right before we jumped on. But the Eagles line is a little more interesting because it's pinged around. It was two and a half. I saw it down to one. Now it's back up to two and a half. Obviously, neither of them is the key number of three. 
So none of those games really interest you, or do you have anything on either of those yet? So Philly Miami is a, a fascinating game. All yeah. right, it really is because I look at Philadelphia as being a vulnerable team right now. Certainly, when you look at the cluster injuries in the secondary, that's not what you want going against Miami. It's not close to what you want going against Miami. It has the potential to be a real disaster for Philadelphia on the oh, defensive yeah. side of the ball. That said, we look at Miami's season. All right, we're all talking about, oh my God, the Dolphins, the offense, you can't stop this team. Look at who they played. Because at this stage of the campaign, strength of schedule matters a lot to me. Miami has feasted on the week. They played one good team, Buffalo. You remember the game. I watched the game. Miami had no chance in that game. Certainly not in the second half. You know, they traded points for a little while. It didn't work. Buffalo was the better team by far during crunch time in that ballgame. And that may well be the situation that Miami's going in this week. Stepping up in class. A team that is power rated through the roof right now because their offensive numbers are a little ridiculous. I'm not in a rush to step in front of Miami. But if I had to play the game, I'd probably look at the Philadelphia side. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm wondering, how do you handle that with your clients? Like, earlier in the week, line not as favorable to Philly. Then it dips down to one. Are you able to, if you like the Eagles, uh, are you able to jump on that and then give out the Eagles at, say, one? And then it moves if, if the guy didn't open the email in time and then the line is, is able, it's able to ping up to two, two and a half. I don't know. How, how do you how do you handle that one? Something like that with the Eagles? Sure, absolutely. I mean, conceptually, I mean, well, one of the advantages that you have is a better. And there's a lot of, look, betters have so many advantages over the bookmaker that we don't talk about. Betters get to choose. Books, book, I have to put a line on every game. Line, total, first half, second half. We get to pick and choose which ones we want to bet. All right, so that's one big advantage you have as a better. Another big advantage uh, that you have uh, as a better is exactly what you were just talking about, uh, Jace. <laughs> where it's <coughs> oh, you all right buddy a little sneezing yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I, i've been uh uh you know i was uh, a little bit under the weather on monday and you know what when you're when you miss one day when you're down for one day you oh no. catch up all week. i'm not going i never go down i don't think i've taken a sick day in the seven years i've been at fs1 never taken one i just fight through you're it, due right? No, you know, hey, hey, what are you playing roulette with red and black here? Come on, I'm not due for a sick day. I don't, I don't take them. Uh, I'm being facetious. I lost, I lost my train of thought. Where, 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 where are we going? Eagles and giving else? out a line to your clients, yeah. So, yeah, so another advantage you have is the better. You get to bet early in the week. You get to bet when the line's first open. You get to bet later in the week. For me, that was the biggest difference. When I, I moved to Las Vegas in 1998. I was wow. a, a casual better, an amateur better. Uh, back in Michigan. And the options you had were, well, you call your bookie on Sunday morning, and that's when you get your bets down. When you live in the modern world of sports betting, I make bets Sunday night. I make bets Monday morning. I can make a bet on Tuesday at the Lions 1. I can tell my advise my clients to do the same throughout the course of the week so you have the opportunity to take advantage of lines that aren't there for long. There's lots of games where you talk about that one. Yeah. Didn't open one, not going to close one, but if you were there at the right time, you were able mm. to take advantage of that. And that's when you do this full time. Those are the type of bets that get in your pocket as opposed to when you're doing it part time. And uh, it's much harder to, to, yeah. to and, ebb and flow with, with getting the, the best of the numbers. 
And listen, let's be real, right? Uh, they moved the extra point back a little while ago. You've got some extra conservative coaches out there who are just taking the threes. I mean, hell, you know, Atlanta, you definitely can't lay numbers with them. They're, they're winning games by one, two. They don't mind uh, being conservative with their young quarterback, Ritter. Um, let me move to another game that's right around a key number, the Seattle Seahawks. I was stunned uh, that this actually dipped back down to seven from seven and a half. I think it was up to eight. Seahawks hosting Arizona. This was my first bet of the week, Sunday night. Um, Arizona just seems to be trending poorly. I know it's a divisional matchup, but we've seen them just fall apart in the second half. They don't have any depth. The Connor injury, it's just a bad matchup. They're, they're horrendous secondary uh, against, you know, these three good wideouts in Seattle. Um, I don't know. Seattle, Arizona, does that do, do anything for you? So <laughs> my, gut, my gut reaction there is I'm not laying more than a touchdown with Seattle. All right. I bet against Arizona. I had a winning bet against Arizona last week. I thought they were cheaply priced in L.A. against a Rams team that was going to be focused. And we got that. And yep. all of a sudden, you know, and, and even though the first half of that game was dicey, that was a sweat and a half early on. Uh, L.A. ended up prevailing. And Arizona played. That was probably their worst game of the year last week. You know, Arizona did not play well. When it comes to taking ugly underdogs, the number one thing I'm looking for is a team that fights. And Arizona has shown me all year they're going to fight. It's, it's you know, there. they're down two touchdowns. They're not laying down. They continue to, you know, um, and that is meaningful when you talk about the psychology of the game. Yeah, we know Arizona. We come into the season. Arizona was lined at four and a half wins. They were the lowest power rated team in the league. And they played better than expected the first few weeks. Had that big upset over Dallas. And next thing you know, Arizona's power rated too high. The last couple of weeks, we've seen the market kind of crash on the Cardinals. And I think it's a good buy low sign for a team that I expect to be a good effort against the Seahawks team that I do not trust laying more than seven points yeah. in a divisional matchup. Just don't like Seattle in that favorites role. I think I tried that with Carolina on the road and Andy Dalton was pretty tremendous. He had like 350 yards passing and I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And Seattle just, they didn't stop scoring. <laughs> they don't take their foot off the gas. The run game is strong. Um, I, I think Arizona has been scored outscored like 60 to seven in the fourth quarter, some insane number. Yes. Um, but you got a great point there. Listen, um, you know, teams that fight, they qualify. Uh, is there a team you haven't seen any fight from, you know, that's actually playing this week as opposed to say a Carolina. What about say the New York giants? Um, interesting line. They're underdogs at home to Sam Howell. I last checked and this was, it, it, it's, is it a three? No, it's still two and a half. Two and a half, but looking like at, at, at Chris and Superbook, it looks like it's a juiced two and a half. Um, it is, and Circa I, popped the three. Okay. So there are threes out there. So so essentially, uh, Sam Howell is laying points on the road. Like, if yeah. you just do a hard stop at that sentence, I think you it's inst, is it instantly New York Giants are passed for you? Oh, no, no, no. I want no part of this. So, hmm. uh, when you talk, so there, there are multiple aspects in this game. Let's start with this. Home field advantage in the NFL this season has been worth pretty close to zero. All right. Um, if you've been playing road teams and unders, you've cashed 60% plus in both categories so far. All right. So we talk about, oh, the Giants are at home. Okay, who cares? Makes no difference. All right. Washington won. Atlanta, Washington lost at home to Chicago and then won on the road last week. It's not anything about the home field. And in fact, in general, I'm looking to take road teams before mm. home teams. Yeah, how will, I think, Cashed in Denver, uh, did not in no that Chicago game was at home, yeah. And then he cashed in Atlanta. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So Howell's actually played decently on the road. That's a, I hadn't even considered that. 
Well, so the, the, there's also a fundamental mismatch of the line of scrimmage in this ballgame. Major. That's... I mean, why are the Giants a uh, train wreck? Simple. The offensive line hasn't been able to do anything. And when your offensive line can't open holes for the running game and they can't protect the quarterback from anyone blitzing or any kind of pass rush, guess what? Your offense stinks and your team loses. Well, what's the strength of the commanders? It's that defensive front. Yeah. So you have Washington's defensive front, which four former first-round draft points, uh, picks capable of dominating a game against a team that has no offensive line. I can lay less than a field goal in that spot. <laughs> I can, without question or pause, hmm. I can lay less. Interesting. And especially, I mean, the Giants gave everything they had against Buffalo and should have had them beaten. Found a way to lose the game. Sometimes teams bounce back strong off of those demoralizing losses, surprisingly strong. I'm not convinced that's going to be the case for the Chiefs. Hmm. Okay, sounds like you like Washington. Listen, all, all, all the stuff we're saying, obviously, we know is baked into the line, and uh, Wink Martindale's loves to blitz, and Sam Howell has been a disaster under pressure this season. Um, I, I just, Teddy, I pulled up the Giants' schedule. So mm-hmm. here are their offensive outputs last three games. Uh, yep. Buffalo, zero touchdowns. Miami, yep. zero offensive touchdowns. Seattle, yep. zero offensive touchdowns. And mm-hmm. San Francisco, which September 21st uh, was one offensive touchdown. So they've had, they haven't been able to do anything in the last three weeks offensively. And I just saw the injury report. They're starting five offensive linemen from the beginning of the season. All of them are on the injury report. It doesn't look like yep. they'll go. Um, and Tyrod Taylor is slated to play. Now, I know you know some people are like, well, Daniel Jones kills Washington, Jay. Did you see the numbers? 5-1-1 one one against the spread. He runs all over him. I don't know that Daniel Jones is going to play. Um, any thoughts on like Brian Dable coming off the emotional game in Buffalo where he was extremely frustrated with Taylor at the end of the half? End of the game, they come up short. We know he was heavily invested against his former team. You know, I know this is a divisional matchup against Washington, but how does that factor in at all, if anything? I mean, one of the things that people like to do is try to come up with rationale for whatever side they like. So like, oh, this team doesn't care about this game, or oh, they're super motor. And the reality is that when you watch teams on the field, it rarely plays out like the pundits, <laughs> like the talking heads like us say, oh, yeah, yeah, well, that team wasn't motivated. Or, uh, so, <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, a lot of it is just, it's just fodder. You know, there, there's lots of podcasts out there. Everyone's got to have stuff to say. Oh, this team doesn't care. That team not. Uh, I talked with Brandon Marshall, the former Broncos linebacker. Okay, linebacker, yeah. Uh, I won a Super Bowl title. And I asked him about tank. You know, what do you do with the bad teams? Team that, he's like, there's not a player on any team, not one, that's interested in tanking. Everyone's fighting for their job. Nobody wants to think about what the, you know, the, nobody wants to get a higher draft choice. There's a better rookie coming in to take your position. So the players, uh, the effort's going to be there, yeah. largely, week in, week out. Um, sometimes you just have a bad team. <laughs> and Brian Falk, <laughs> look, last year, the Giants overachieved. And I love them overachieving. I had, a, uh, overachieving. I had a season win bet on the Giants over their win total. I thought the ball was going to come in there and have an instant impact. And I thought Danny Dimes is playing for a $100 million contract. He's a smart kid. This is the one year he's going to be good. And he was. They were good enough, and they stole a bunch of games. But everyone coming into this year expected regression from the Giants. Just say everyone. Every one of the sharp betters that I talked to in Vegas who I respect expected regression from the Giants. They were a lucky team last year. This year so far, they've been unlucky. But when your offensive line is a sieve, it doesn't matter. Any other position on the field doesn't matter. If your offensive line is a sieve, your season's over. 
And that's a story for the G-Men right now. So I don't care if Danny Dimes plays or if Tyrod Taylor plays. It makes no difference to me. Yeah. They're both I, the same quarterback this week because <laughs> they're playing behind an offensive line. That, that, that that's can't horrible, yeah. Um, this Cleveland-Indianapolis game is kind of sort of fascinating. So the Deshaun Watson um, aspect of it, he came back to practice on Thursday and is throwing mm-hmm. the line bumps up to three. Cleveland favored on the road. Cleveland off a massive win. Uh, they won the Super Bowl beating the Niners. I don't know if you heard with, um, you know, Jer- uh, what's his name? Ford and uh, whoever the quarterback was. I'm spacing on him. Uh, but he's PJ Walker. Walker. Yeah. So yeah. they take down mighty San Francisco, your number one power rated team. Everybody's number one team. And now they got to go on the road to face Gardner Minshew, who vomited all over himself. Of course, I had Minshew in the Colts last week. Uh, I hit them in Baltimore, uh, one of my better wins of the season. And I was on him last week. And I watched that game closely, Teddy. I, and it's impossible to get into the mindset. But when it was basically determined Richardson's going to be done for the season, like the day before the game, I was like, damn it, I'm on the wrong side. Now the pressure's on. Gardner Minshew's not just a relief pitcher here. He's their guy the rest of the way. And it looked like he was out there trying to prove something. And he had so many overthrows that were horrible interceptions. It's not like the Jags were making plays. Like, Minshew's overthrowing guys by four yards. And it's like right into the safety's breadbasket. Fumble that was brutal. Colts is disappointing. I, I just wonder. Shane Steichen, Minshew against the best defense in the league that's allowed the fewest yards in the last 60 years through six games or whatever it is. Uh, is there a case for the Colts here at home getting points? Yeah, sure there's a case for the Colts. Okay. The case is... So there's a, there's a triple case for the Colts, right? I'm going to make three favorable points for Andy. First, Cleveland's power rated wrong right now. Their defensive numbers are off the charts good. They're not sustainable. They're not realistic. You know, they won last week because of a missed field goal. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how they won the game. Uh, they won the missing. But Cleveland's defensive numbers have created, and again, what are the wise guys looking at? They're looking at these defensive stats to say the Browns have the best defense in the NFL and it's not close. And I say, you know, tap, tap, tap the brakes. Cleveland has a good defense. They may have a very good defense. They may have the best defense in the league. But it's not head and shoulders ahead of every other team. But that's what the numbers say right now. So that's why they're laying the field goal on the road. So I think Cleveland's power rated wrong. Number two, P.J. Walker cannot lay points on the road. That's fair. Okay. Everything about P.J. Walker, every interview you read about him, every coach is quoted about him, everybody loves P.J. Walker, okay? He is a high-character individual. He is a benefit to a locker room. But P.J. Walker is not an NFL starting quarterback. P.J. Walker, on a list of backups, in my mind, would be at or near the bottom. He's just not capable of making quick, decision throws downfield. It's all going to be dink and dunk with P.J. Walker, and that's not where I want to lay. Again, a field goal win doesn't do you any good. you got to win by more than a field goal to cover this number. So there's another case, and you make a case for Andy. Hmm. And, of course, you're getting into, you talked about what happened last week, right? Here's Cleveland coming off a huge win. Here's Andy coming off a pretty ugly loss, you know? Mm-hmm. Somehow, I had the, uh, uh, in a week where every game cashed unders, <laughs> and in a season where it's 61% or 62% under so far, you lost a bet in that game. I lost an under bet in that Ooh, game, in yeah. large part because Minshew was overthrowing everyone and throwing pick <laughs> after pick. You know, between them, they didn't have 600 yards of offense, and they finished with 57 points. So, um, But the bottom line is, from a spot standpoint, in general, in the NFL, you want to bet on the team that lost and against the team that won. Unless the team that won is elite, 
And unless the team that lost is a bottom feeder, unless he just streaks your riding, I don't look at Indy as a true bottom feeder. I don't look at Cleveland as elite. In general, when you look at the teams in the middle, you only bet on the teams off a loss and against the teams off a win. And that's the case you have for me. Now, yeah, no, no. I mean, my, yeah, I'm not actually betting Indy. <laughs> right. So I don't trust Minshew. And I certainly don't trust him yeah. against a good defense. But I, I, there's a yeah. case to be made for Indianapolis. So Absolutely. maybe you just Plus take the under and then turn the t- turn the game off. You don't have to watch that dreck if it's if it is PJ Walker. <laughs> um, I wouldn't talk you out of it. <laughs> so so let me ask you though, what's the psychology between uh, with the line moving from two and a half to three? Is your guess that big money came in with the Watson practicing report and we got to get to three? And are people just grabbing the, I got to grab two and a half in case Watson plays. The defense might be able to get me there, but if Watson plays, I got to be on this. Um, and, and basically somebody uh, bet it and every, every book moved to three. Um, what's your best guess as to what happened there? So I don't want to promote myself on your show, but I do a podcast there Monday morning called the opening line, NFL opening line report. Yep. Yep. Or the way you talk NFL opening line report. I talk about where the lines are and where they're likely to move and why they're likely to move there. Um, you can get a sense if you've been doing this for a long time as to what the ebb and flow of the markets are. So we talk about this going from two and a half to three. And again, there were books that opened three. There were books that opened one and a half. The market settled at two and a half. And then there was a market move where they took out all the, you know, the, the uh, one group or another took out all the two and a halves and pushed it up to three. What could that be? It could be as simple as uh, something as simple as, well, my algo says that the line should be three and a half. So let's take all the two and a halves out. Doesn't have to be any great giant reason. It just could be this is what the program, you know, the, their their particular algorithm for what they're betting on spit out a three and a half, and the line was two and a half. Mm. Boom! They'll take out all the two and a halves in that regard. Because when you've been doing this at that level, when you're betting at a professional level, you trust your numbers at a, at a for real. Um, so I, I can't tell you exactly why it moved, but oftentimes it just moves because that's that's the way the wise guys like it, yeah. or this uh, particular group of wise guys like. Probably the grossest bet that, and, and I haven't been able to pull the trigger yet, just because I, 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 they sicken me to my core. But I was on Mac Jones and the Patriots last week as well. Um, he takes that safety; it goes from two and a half to four and a half, uh, four, and um, you know the cover is blown in the final ninety seconds. Very frustrating. Um, they are getting eight and a half at home. I saw this crazy stat. This is the most points they've gotten at home since Tom Brady's home opener. Back in like you know when it, the Stone Age when Tom Brady was a quarterback, um, I don't know Teddy. I, I see eight and a half. I'm like Josh Allen's got like a throwing shoulder thing. It's weird that the Bills have been pretty open about it. The Bills defense has a, a myriad of injuries. Something seems off about Buffalo. Um, I said there, this summer their Super Bowl window would be closing, and like basically I was banned from going to the city. Um, I don't know. It just feels like maybe this is the spot for the Patriots. Now, we've been hearing that. A bunch of people were like, oh, it's a spot against the Saints. Come on, Derek Carr and uh, Belichick. No, that was wrong. Uh, uh, Cowboys, that was – no, no, very wrong. And then Raiders, no, also wrong. It's it's going to take a lot of intestinal fortitude to to back Mac Jones here, but is eight and a half big enough for, say, you to give out to your clients? No. (laughs) (laughs) So, New England might be the worst team in the league. All right. It's very hard. Carolina? Oh, yeah. If you grade out the personnel, it's not close. New England has weaker personnel than Carolina. Wow. They do. You know, I mean, there's a, there's, look at that. So one of the things that was so great about the Patriots for so long was every year, their seventh rounders were better than other teams' second rounders. Mm. You look at the Patriots' last five, six, seven years worth of drafts. 
There's nothing. There's not an impact player year after year after year. Yeah, that organization is devoid of talent. Um, and I have a hard time trying to make money with the very worst teams. It's hard to make money with the very worst teams. They're bad. And they're used to, and the other thing that happens is that they're so used to the other shoe dropping. You know, what happened last week? It was a good punt. They pinned them deep. Oh, then the other shoe drops. Oh, well, we'll take the safety and then we'll try an onside punt. You know, and there's your cover. Oh, sorry. Patriots are going on uh, on the field and expecting to lose these days. Um, just, not, you're right. The Raiders are no good. The Raiders are terrible. The Raiders are definitely not a good team. Uh, and the fact that New England, you know, again, was... I mean, they were competitive in the game, kind of. Um, hey, they got a little... For large portions of the game, yeah. they weren't. Yeah. The first half was ugly. I don't want the Patriots. It's not enough points, especially with Buffalo coming off a loss. Yeah, yeah Buffalo coming off a loss feels well a, a, a non-cover. Um, you're right. It feel, feels yeah, like I, a, I a bit of a yeah, sorry. a good spot. Uh, all right, Teddy. Well, I guess we could wrap up. Like, uh, obviously, you're you're you know uh, selling picks to clients, so you, we don't have to get, reveal anything you don't want to. But is there anything you've given out that has moved that you don't mind sharing, or uh, whether it's side or total? Obviously, our our group like sides. We have a lot of people who enter the circuit contest who listen to this, um, and the Superbook one as well. So. Uh, they, they would love to hear your thoughts. Sure. And look, and the bottom line is when I come on a podcast like this, I'll give you everything I got. <laughs> uh, I, I, I appreciate uh, the opportunity. And clients don't love it when you give out your card. Uh, but sometimes life happens. So certainly a couple games that I'm, uh, I'm looking at. I talk about Washington. You know, Washington's game that I'm looking at absolutely this week. I'm looking at Atlanta plus the points uh, in Tampa. Um, Interesting. Uh, I, I do like that Falcons defense a lot. Uh, Bijan Robinson over 24 and a half receiving yards. There's your prop bet this week. Okay, um, well, let me ask. Um, Atlanta on the road in Tampa. I know it's not like inclement weather or anything. Ritter has been a house of horrors away from home. Um, Baker Mayfield and company off a loss. Uh, so, but you you like the Tampa def- or the Atlanta defense here against Baker. Sure. I don't think Tampa's not a team I'm comfortable laying points with. All right. And I certainly look at the Atlanta side in that ballgame. And again, Ritter, how do we phrase this politely? Um, I don't know how to phrase it politely. Yeah, he's so he's, he's on a list of your, your, your quarterbacks you're excited about backing Desmond Ritter's not there. No. Uh, in a way that, uh, you know, I don't know that Baker Mayfield is there either. Uh, but Atlanta is very much. So there's urgency in Atlanta. Let's start with that. All right. Arthur Smith don't keep his job if that team doesn't have a winning record this year. There's urgency from the front office. There's urgency from the coach. Every win they made this offseason, every move they made this offseason, uh, this past offseason was win now, win this year, et cetera, et cetera. They have the schedule to do it. And Tampa's a Their defense is decent. They're not anywhere close to being an elite team. And at two and a half, we, we could see threes by kickoff, but I'm comfortable with Atlanta plus two and a half. I'm comfortable with them on the money line. I think they win the game. I don't hate um, that, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Anything on Detroit-Baltimore, which is crazily like one of the better games. I, I see this massive divide among you know random people I follow uh, who I consider insightful and, and, and smart. A lot of them like Baltimore here. Now we got to see the Lions injury report. You know, they didn't have a run game without Montgomery. He's basically not going to play. We don't know about Gibbs. Goff outdoors. Uh, it looks like there could be some wind, but not you know terrible weather. 
a lot of people on Baltimore here. I'm, I haven't, I, I, this will definitely be the toughest opponent the Ravens have played. They haven't played anybody, really. I mean, they, look, you look at weak schedules and opposing quarterbacks. I mean, they faced two rookies, including Stroud in his debut. Like, they faced some bad quarter, a half of Malik uh, what's it, Willis last week. Like, they faced some ghastly quarterbacks. Anything on Lions, Ravens? So, in my mind, it's a hard game, and I'm not going to play it. So, let me start there. Smart. Uh, yep. Yeah. It, I mean, it really is. Um, I, I heard, I, I saw a report, they think Jameer Gibbs is going to go and, and be good to go. So, they'll have a running back. But, you know, I mean, the NFL's not. Of all the injuries that don't matter, running back is the Fair. injury that yeah. matters the least. And I was like, oh, they're down to their third string running back. Who cares? Their third string running back, you know, ran for eight yards of carry in college and is every <laughs> you know, maybe a half a step slower on a hundred yard dash than than the than the first string back, but it's not like he can't play and he can't block. So of all when we talk about injuries that don't matter in this league, running back injuries, you know, at at or near the top of the list. Um that said, it feels like Detroit has been an under not feels like they've been an undervalued commodity to the tune of five and one ATS this year, twenty-eight and twelve against the spread in the Dan Campbell era. Decent. And you can ask 50 people at the bar, hey, who's the best point spread coach in football since 2021? You're not going to get a whole lot of Dan Campbells mm-hmm. as the answer. But Detroit's been the undervalued commodity in the league for three seasons running now. So there's something to be said for that. But <laughs> Goff is one QB who does have a home road dichotomy. And it's very clear every year he's been in Detroit, his QBR, 25 points lower on the road than it is at home. This is a real defense Detroit's facing. They struggled against a real defense a little bit last week. And Baltimore's not a team that I'm in a big rush to step in front of right now. Hmm. So it's just, for me, the line is right. I'm kind of hoping the Ravens win. In fact, I love the Ravens to kill them. That might be my best case scenario. I think there's money to be made back in Detroit. We look at the pecking order in the NFC. It's San Fran, Dallas, Philly, and then what? And I think Detroit Probably. deserves to be mentioned. Well, that same Detroit way. or Detroit or Dallas? Who are you backing on a neutral right now? Well, maybe not right now, given the injuries to the uh, Lions backfield, but. I, I I would probably lean Detroit at the right number. Dallas would be favored, obviously. So I spent, you know, again, I spent the better part of a decade in Michigan. And uh, when the Lions get in the playoffs, we're not back in the Lions. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember the Stafford questionable. Was it a PI or an interception against the Cowboys? Um, uh-huh. Got to be eight, seven, eight, ten years ago. Uh, and that cost me money. I was on the Lions. Very frustrating. Uh, I remember the losses more than the wins. The wins I just expect all the time. The losses <laughs> stick with me. You know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Look, I can give you beats. I can give you one beat after another. I can go back 20 years worth of beats. And you say, okay, what about the big wins? I'm like, well, I think I had one once, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. The yeah. the losses sear their, sear their way in your memory, you know? Yeah. People still talk about the Belk Bowl, you know? I still remember. It was this oh, day. wow. Was that the Duke Belk Bowl? Yes, yes. That yeah. was the Duke-Cincinnati Belk Bowl where Duke is driving in. Duke plus eight and a half is driving in for the game-winning touchdown with under two to play and failed to cover. Uh, yes, that's the one that we still talk about. Staggering. Uh, all right, great stuff. Teddy covers. Uh, you could. Uh, you want to give out uh, like a? You got a newsletter? You uh, people to sign up for your service, podcast, whatever. Teddy, I uh, love your stuff, man. Sure, man. You can visit me. Uh, the website is wagertalk.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. Awesome, man. Thanks a lot, Teddy. Good luck this weekend. Hey, 
Pleasure's mine, man. Thanks for having me. Enjoyed it very much. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Good stuff from Teddy Savransky, a.k.a. Teddy Covers, longtime Vegas guy. Uh, it's weird. We're aligned on a lot of games, but it doesn't seem like he likes them as much as I do. Uh, best bet will be obviously condensed this week. Um, listen, here, here's the tough part about you know doing this on Friday, and if you just tuned in Friday for the picks and you're not listening on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every other day. Um, 
some of the lines are no longer there. Uh, Philadelphia Eagles. I, I mean, if you guys, uh, that's one of my favorite sides of the weekend. I don't know how you can take the Dolphins in this spot. Everything for me lines up. Eagles, obviously the only two negatives would be Lane Johnson and the Eagles cluster injuries in the secondary. But this is just going to be a bully fest. Um, Philadelphia running the football, you know, the tendencies of Vic Fangio's defense. He doesn't want to give you anything deep. He'll give you the underneath stuff. Well, guess what? Eagles are fine taking the underneath stuff. Obviously, the Devonta Smith injury could be significant, but I don't see Miami stopping the run. Philadelphia at home Sunday night. You know, you got the Phillies uh, on the cusp of the World Series. You've got the Eagles, one of the best teams in the NFC, coming off a Super Bowl. Like, everything's, it's a very exciting time right now. If you're a Philadelphia sports fan, um, except the Sixers, of course, with the uh, James Harden situation. But I I can see this crowd really juiced up, probably in the 40s, it looks like, according to the weather. This will be Miami's coldest game. And think about this. Anybody who's ever um, played any level of sports, right? You play two of the worst teams in the league back-to-back, Giants and Carolina. And I'm talking these are two of the four worst teams in the league back-to-back. Then you got to, And that was at home, by the way. And then you got to go on the road, into Philly, hostile territory, to take on one of the toughest teams in the league that will definitely be the best defense you've seen. And it's like, this is going to be a massive, massive challenge for Miami and Mike McDaniel. I like McDaniel a lot, but I, I Eagles are definitely a side. They will lead my card for uh, the contest. Uh, number two in the contest, but overall, it was a number one pick, obviously, if you guys have been around this week. Seattle Seahawks. Here's what stinks, of course. I love the Seahawks early in the week. Took them at eight. The line goes down. Now, a lot of that was due to Seattle Seahawks injuries on the injury report. Um, I'm calling that up now, and this is where it gets odd. It's like, okay, so Wednesday, Seattle offensive lineman missed time. Zach Charbonnet, the backup running back. DK Metcalf sat out. Metcalf was out again Thursday. The center's out, and it's like, ooh, what's going on? Well, Charles Cross uh, back at practice. Lockett's fine. And you just wonder how many of these Seahawks guys are going to go? Um, the game against Cincy was obviously physical, but Metcalf never misses time. He, he doesn't miss. Um, and is Arizona's defensive line even going to be able to take advantage of a potential uh, offensive line injury or two to C- Seattle? Now, the divisional matchup scares me, but you know, just from my point of view, I, I feel like this is a big-time Seattle spot. We're seeing Arizona tail off, as I said in the Teddy uh, interview. So Seahawks and Eagles, for sure. Lions-Ravens, I'm split. I did... Uh, I, I looked hard at the Lions. Um, you know, I, I don't want to uh, give away too much, but I did, uh, you know, when the producers for the herd are like, hey, for headlines, who do you want? I said Lions on Wednesday. And the more and more I think, I'm like, geez, do I need to go Ravens? But the world seems to be on the Ravens. Um, you know, you look online and everybody's like, oh, Ravens, Ravens, come on, Ravens. And I just, I, you look at who you look at who Baltimore's played, and this will be their toughest test by far. You know, it's one thing to face uh, DTR and Gardner Minshew and Ryan Tannehill slash Malik Willis. Well, Jared Goff has arguably the best offensive coordinator in the league, and Ben Johnson. I, listen, you are buying at the top of the market. You know, it's like uh, you, you're buying a stock, and after one of the greatest monthly reports that it's ever had, you know, it's on a, a like I saw Netflix this week since they stopped the password sharing. They got like 8 million new subscribers in a quarter, the best quarter. So that would be like going and buying Netflix stock. That's the equivalent of taking the Lions here. The only difference is the Lions are getting three points. Is Baltimore that much better? Is the win going to impact this game? Does that take away the Justin Tucker factor? I have him in fantasy, so obviously I'm looking at nerdy stuff like win. But just, I, I, I grabbed the Lions at three. I can see you taking Ravens at three. It doesn't seem like either way there's a ton of value. Um, 
It's a fascinating game. Though. There's Every window has one really awesome game this week, and Lions-Ravens at 1 p.m. is great. And I am stoked because I looked at my kids' soccer schedule, and like two of the last three Sundays, we've had um, soccer games. And it, you know, it, it ain't great when you're at a soccer game and you're trying to watch what's happening on Red Zone. And obviously you can't jump online and make commentary or see what other games are happening because you're on Red Zone. Can't check your fantasy. And you're trying to watch your kid play soccer and talking to parents and stuff. So no soccer this weekend. I will be locked in Red Zone and the local games. Uh, and the local games, I, I don't know. Ram Steelers is kind of sneaky good. I'm staying away from this one. My play would be, would be uh, Jacksonville. Uh, not Jack, sorry, not Jacksonville. My play in this one would be, and I say would be, would be the Pittsburgh Steelers. The problem is they burned me a couple times this season. Now they're getting healthier with Deontay Johnson. Obviously, that's massive. Uh, I love Deontay Johnson as a receiver. He'll open up things for Pickens. Pickens has been facing number one receivers. Well, now, I'm sorry, number one cornerback. So now the number one corner has to shift to Deontay Johnson. Um, Pittsburgh coming off the bye. I think I saw a stat that Tomlin has won his last six off a bye. Um, and again, who knows what that's worth. Tomlin's an underdog. We've seen that narrative. It just feels like Pittsburgh could be the side. I just, I, I, that, this Rams team doesn't quit. So I, again, this is another one that's three, and I'm probably going to have to dodge it. Um, I did uh, take the Cleveland Browns at minus, <clears throat> minus two and a half. It's a little juiced. Mostly it's three now because, uh, what's his face? Um, Deshaun Watson may return to the starting lineup. Listen. You never want to take the Browns off a big win like this. Um, they're Cleveland. Like, historically, this is what the Browns do. They fail, f- fall flat on their face in a spot like this. I I don't know. Contest contest line is mm, mm, it's three. You know, I, I don't know. Can I do that? Does it make any sense? Um, it, it This is a tough week. I like the games, and I feel confident in the sides. But when it comes to this contest, guys, like some of these lines, like three, come on. Uh, What's the value in taking three when you uh, ultimately it's probably going to end up on three, the most common number in the NFL for landing, and uh, get you get a tie. I, you know, I, I off a two and three week. I, I need to deliver. Um, so I I may I may try some wackiness and go Patriots. You know, getting eight and a half, which I don't know that I can stomach those scrubs. It's just so annoying to back them. You saw last week with the Raiders, total disaster. I kind of want Kansas City. If you guys remember the interview with Rufus. This week, he had Kansas City, his numbers say nine. Um, it, why is it five and a half? Divisional matchup, always take the dog, blah, blah, blah. But I don't know. I'm kind of kind of, sort of leaning a little bit toward Kansas City. Um, but a, a, a big favorite. Like, we know Mahomes doesn't really cover as a huge favorite. Um, it, it's a tough one. I, I do like Washington at the Giants. You heard me and Teddy go back and forth on that one. Um, and I did not end up submitting the Saints in the contest. Uh, so, you know, I, I dodged one there, but now I got to find three more picks after, uh, the Seahawks and Eagles. So, um, it's going to be an interesting weekend for sure. I, I'll tell you this. I, I cannot imagine backing the bear, like bears Raiders is like a fun game. Like I, I think the bears probably win that. Like why is Brian Hoyer favored by three on the road? Well, he's facing someone named Tyson Badgent, whoever, whoever the heck that is. I, I, I can't imagine taking that game. And then it, and, and then we want to, we look hard at Atlanta. Teddy Covers had some interesting comments on Atlanta, and I kind of want to take them. But Ritter away from home has been just extremely putrid. So, I mean, every game has some warts, except for the ones I like. And I'll tell you the last one that I'm probably going to end up on in the contest that nobody's going to like. Big favorite, San Francisco Monday Night Football. 
Um, it sounds like McCaffrey's okay. I just, I cannot imagine them playing him. I heard something fascinating from Albert Breer this week about how the turf at Minnesota is like one of three turf fields left. And we know turf injuries are way higher than they are with grass injuries. Um, is there a chance the Niners say, Debo, C-Mac, let's power down. We'll get out of here with the win. We should be able to handle Kirk Cousins and company. Let's not risk anything. And then it's like, ooh, can they get margin? Uh, without their superstars, we'll see. Uh, I just like Shanahan off a loss feels automatic. So I'll probably, almost certainly, take the Niners. All right, everybody have a great weekend. We'll be back on Monday. Should be a monster week. NBA tips off next week. Talk to you then. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. <laughs> 